Welcome back to the Lock It Lock Sports Betting Podcast, my good friends. I love you guys, listeners, all that good stuff. Um, this is, yes, 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 it is the third episode of October 27th. You're not bugging, but I had a lot to get to, a lot to get to. And now I want to talk a little bit about some stuff I want to talk about sporting-wise. Is that okay? I heard okay from somebody, so I'm just going to go for it. I love you guys, man. I've been getting a lot of really nice DMs, guys. A lot of nice emails and shit, but uh, the tips have not been coming in. And the weird part is, we've been absolutely killing it lately. So I understand. Uh, Listen, if you guys lost the last four picks I gave you, I understand. But once you get those four picks back, come on, baby. Send me 10, 15, 20 bucks, 100 bucks, 50 bucks. Come on. If you're a $1,000 better, which, listen, man. I'm not going to call you guys liars or anything like that. I believe you. I got two guys that tell me that they're $1,000 betters. If it's minus 110, they'll fucking bet 1100 to win 1000 I got two other guys that say they bet between two dollars and $5,000 per bet. Right? Um, I give them a winner. They admit I gave it to them and they did it. They picked it because of me. And they'll send me a fucking $10 tip. Like, Really? Like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. But, dude, you win a $5,000 bet. Can you send me $500? Can you send me $250? Can you send me $1,000? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe it's just me. If I won, if I won two $5,000 bets in a row that I gave you, that somebody gave me, and I won ten grand, you better believe that dude is getting 20%. He's getting two grand. A grand for each pick. You better believe that. Because I'm keeping that other eight grand. It's all good, baby. Fucking people are weird. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm just a little annoyed that this 380 whatever bill I got to pay for the bandwidth this month on the 1st. Um, I got to pay out of my fucking sports betting winnings. And, and that annoys me. That's not what that's for. That's not what that account is for. Anyway, I'm going to stop bitching. I love you guys. Welcome back to the Lock and Lock Sports Betting Podcast. It's your boy. I'm more than happy to be here. Why am I here, you ask? I'm not really sure. I just feel like recording. And I have a lot of shit to say. First of all, the NBC, NBA season is, so far is amazing. First of all, Derek Rose. Derek Rose today went 14 to 21, 31 points, two blocks, three steals, three assists. Granted, six turnovers, but the dude's fucking 68, 96, fucking 3,000 years old. Second thought, Houston's winning the World Series, no doubt about it. Fourth thought, fourth, fourth thought. Um, yeah, the pick selling service guys, I trust, trust them, trust them, trust me. Give them 100 bucks. Let them send you 11 picks on Wednesday night or Thursday night for the college football uh, games. See how they do. If you lose, you get half the money back. You get the next weekend free. There's no way you can lose. You know what I'm saying? Even if, if, you, if you get your half your 50 bucks back, you're going to win 50 bucks the next weekend. And so, I promise you that. And if you don't, I'll give you the fucking money back, dude. That's how much I care about this podcast. And... And that's the last I'm going to say about the pick selling thing. You want to do it, do it. If not, that's it. I'll run the ad. That's all I can do. Uh, they're paying me well for it. I'm also doing them kind of slightly a favor. So 
that's it. I'm reaching a pretty decent amount of, of listeners now, um, and uh, they want to up their 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 uh, subscription total, their client total from 250 to 500 over the next six months. So this is one of the ways they think they'll do it. So, but they ain't me, baby. My pick selling service was fire. No, but they're still very good. And honestly, guys, my college football picks have been horrendous, and theirs have been fantastic. So that's that. You need a contact in for that. Let me know. Um, other than that, um, what did I want to talk about? What did I want to talk about? What did I want to talk about? A lot of fucking things. That's for sure. All right. couple things before I get into it. I'm going to do a betting advice podcast here. What it's going to be about is live betting and the benefits of it. Okay, I'm not going to go too deep. I can go literally for five hours talking about this in order to make you understand how to do it properly. Any questions I don't answer here, send in a voice message and I'll do another second part of this. If you don't send in a voice message with the question, you send it to my DM. I'm not answering it. I want voice messages sent in and add something to the show, you guys. Okay, do that for me. First of all, um... I made a rookie of the year. Um, I made three rookie of the year picks. Okay, my first one, my number one one that I put a, quite a chunk of money on uh, was R.J. Barrett, and I think I'm looking right the first. This so early in the season, Zion, I had to put in there as the third. I think he has no shot, but we'll see. Um, and then the other guy was, uh, the white kid, Tero or Pharaoh, whatever the fuck his name is from Kansas, Kentucky. I don't even know. I don't know nothing about him, but I watched about 45 minutes of film on him. And he's fantastic. Um, I told people I might even tweeted it. Um, the kid from Duke Reddish is my favorite for the, I meant RJ Barrett, dude. I just fucking completely spaced out. The other thing, the, yes, the Knicks are 0-3. Yes, the Knicks got blown out by the Celtics today. The Knicks are not that bad. Julius Randle is looking great. Uh, 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 Dennis Smith Jr., not so much, but he'll pick it up. The Nets do not have the Knicks do not have that bad of a team. I mean, it's better than last year. That's for fucking sure. We got I, I, I could see them fucking around winning 35, 38 games and sneak into that eight swap. The East is so stacked, I don't see anybody running away with it, even in the regular season. I really don't. Um and uh, let's just go over their, their lineup just real quick. Just just real quick. First of all, the Celtics are so good. Tatum, Walker, Brown, Hayward, Williams, Marcus Smart, Carson Edwards, who showed a little life today. Can't shoot the kid. Um, and then uh, they got the kid, uh, yay I can't say his name. Whatever. And uh, Grant Williams the third, I think, or Grant Williams, whatever the fuck. And uh, I like this team a lot. They're scary. Um, you know, Tatum, 15, 5 or 17, 2 for 3. When Tatum struggles, Brown picks it up. Walker's going to pick it up. Hayward hit a huge 3. Um, only playing 26 minutes. And, uh, yeah, the Knicks lineup doesn't look too bad either. But the, the Celtics are solid. Philly looked fantastic. Yes, they. but you got to realize. You, you have to realize. This is such an important co- uh, point I have to make here, okay? Philly was the only team not on a back-to-back. Boston was on a back-to-back. Toronto was on a back-to-back. And, uh... Uh... 
Washington was on a back-to-back. I knew that, sorry. As well as fucking... That's it. So Toronto, Boston, uh, Washington, and uh, Portland, right? I'm bugging, dude. No, I'm not bugging. Yeah, Portland as well. And uh, Milwaukee was the only one not. And Milwaukee was the only one that can't use it as an excuse. And they lost in overtime to Miami. That's not good, you guys. That's not good. By the way, I want to say one thing. Uh, The total went to 257, right? Uh, Midway through the third, I think, um, I saw... uh, Listen, I did... It was halftime. That's right. And I did the math. I did the math what I thought they would score... Even, I gave them basically like 10 points less in the in the uh, third and fourth quarter than they scored in the first and second. If they scored 52 and 51 points, it would have been 102, which would have added to their uh, 123 in the first. That would have put it up to 240 or 239, right? Um... And I knew they were going to get at least one more 60 point. I didn't think they were going to get a 67 point. And then with the overtime especially, it went up to 270. I saw that. I was going to grab it at uh, uh, over 242 at plus 1250. And I was going to grab it for shits and giggles at 245 and a half at plus uh, 2000. Which is what they, at that point, had it up to. Um, But what I wound up doing, I wound up taking um, a live bet. At over, I want to be specific here. I want to tell you what I took it at. I took it at, sorry guys, it's late. I'm sorry, I know I'm kind of like going slow here, but what are you going to do? Enjoy the show, guys. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Uh, What was I looking for? I was looking for what I took. uh, Oh, that over, right. Uh, It was a high over I took. I'll tell you that much right the fuck now. It was... Come on, man. Jump out at me already, would you? The fuck are you? Should be right here. Uh, I took it over 228, but it was plus 114 at the time. So my math told me 254. Asked uh, like 18 people on Twitter. I told them my math says 254. Definitely going over 228. I wish I would have took it at like even higher than that, but whatever. Long story short, the Bucks were the only one not on back-to-back. So the only one that lost. Philly was not on the back-to-back. They struggled a little bit, but they still wound up winning and covering against Detroit. In Detroit, by the way, not only on their back-to-backs, Milwaukee was home, by the way. Boston went back-to-back. Had to go to New York uh, from Toronto. That's not, a, not the easiest trip. And then Toronto had to go to Chicago. That's not too tough. Um, and uh, Washington had to come. They were on the road again. Washington had traveled from OKC uh, to San Antonio. Not terrible. Long story short, what I'm trying to say is Toronto, 108-84. Back-to-back, didn't bottom too much towards the end of the game. Uh, 118-94. They, they all started slow, but they all came back and did what I expected them to do. So back-to-back is only really important in the first half. So be, be careful when you see back-to-back teams in the first half. I would fade those teams. Um, okay. Oh, let me talk a little bit live betting, and I'm not going to go too deep in it in this podcast. I'll do a part two eventually, I promise. So for me today, let me give you an example of a couple. I'm going to give you two examples of two ways to to uh, live bet properly, okay? You can live bet in order to, when a team is down big early, like say when Boston was down 18-4 at the Knicks, 
Um, you were able to grab them fucking at like... They weren't getting too crazy, but you could have got Boston at minus one at uh, minus 110. That would have been a nice little pickup. I didn't grab it. I didn't feel I needed it. Uh, another way, besides getting better odds than the than pregame, and if you really think like money lines especially, but uh, you can also hedge bets. Uh, okay, so let me give you an example of what happened to me tonight. I spoke about it earlier, but with the Bucks game, I did not bet the Bucks pregame. Okay, the three Eastern Conference teams that I had confidence in of winning today was Philly, Boston, and Toronto. I put all three of them in a three-team parlay, uh, plus 554. I put Philly and Boston uh, in a two-pick parlay, minus six and minus five. They both covered uh, at plus 266. And then um, I also took all three of those teams straight, Boston Celtics minus five. Uh, minus 120, about the half. Um, the one bet that killed me, I did not, I couldn't believe this didn't hit. Was uh, I took the Celtics plus three and a half first half minus 125. They, the, like right, like two seconds left. Uh, they lost by five, so I almost fucking hit that. That was a big one for me to lose, by the way. Um, I took the Toronto Raptors minus three straight up for Chicago. And Boston and Philly straight up. They all hit. All three straights hit. And both parlays hit. The two pick and the three pick. Okay, on to the hedging. So, I did not bet the Buffalo, the Bucks. Okay, live. Because I just, I, I, didn't, I had a feeling. I just had a feeling. I didn't think they would lose. But I had a feeling it would be a tough game. So, my first live bet for um, uh, the Bucks game was third quarter winner. This was at 618 Game started at 510. Probably about six minutes left in the quarter, I would guess. I took uh, third quarter winner, Bucks minus 150. Lost that one. Okay, so keep checking how many losses I'm getting here. here. I, then I took, uh, I did take the Bucks over plus 114. I did hit that one. Uh, but then I took the Bucks minus five and a half, minus 120 uh, at 658. Then I took the Bucks minus four and a half, plus 184. Then I took the Bucks minus one and a half minus 108. So that's four live Bucks bets that I lost, but I did hit the over, which was nice. In order, the, oh, and I also took the minus two and a half minus 119. That hurt. So I saw that they were not going to win this game, especially when it went to overtime. I can't remember when I took, it was probably close to overtime. I grabbed the Bucks plus five and a half at minus 115. This is the way to properly hedge using a live bet, okay? The amount that I lost on those four uh, spread bets that the Bucks lost, um, I lost $160 total. I made it so I risked the amount that when I won at plus five and a half minus 115, I think I had a risk, like, I, I can't do the math right now. Um, but I made it so that I would win the one, what was it, 160 or 145? I think it was 160. So, uh, plus five and a half. Uh, I thought they won by three, but then they won by five. I couldn't lose so at that point, so I was happy. So, I basically broke completely even. That's one way to live bet hedge, uh, to use live betting to your advantage anyway. The other way to, live, to take live betting um, to your advantage was like this. So, first, um, um, I had taken um, a live bet in the Celtics game uh, at minus two. Two ten and a half, or under two ten and a half. 
Not sure why I did that exactly. Uh, it just the, my math didn't add up right. The next one, I should have took 214 under. They scored 213. But anyway, it was 210. It was a stupid bet. So in order to hedge that, in the third quarter, uh, these teams started scoring a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, it got up to 66.5 minus 125 in the third quarter. That's a lot in any game in any quarter. I said they're not getting up there. They wound up scoring 61. I won it by 5.5. So I hedged that, um, that fucking, uh, what was it? Oh, the, 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 the under, uh, and uh, took uh, the under 66 at the same price to win and break even. Then, another way to use it, those are two hedging uh, examples, and another way to use it is so, the Celtics money line before the game was minus 212. Uh, in the, let me see what quarter this was, let's say the quarter. Uh, I don't know, but they were down. And I said, they're not going to lose this game. Let me take the money line. It was minus 124 at the time. So basically, as opposed to taking a pregame money line, when a team is starting to make a run to come back and you see the line is low as hell, like minus 124, the best it got was like minus 108, I believe. So I grabbed that at minus 124. That was an easy sweat-free win. And I actually doubled that because I knew it was going to win over that under bet. So... That's one way to use live betting. I'm not going to go too much deeper. I can go on for hours and hours and hours about this. Uh, I just wanted to get this quickly out there to you because some of the podcast content today is not fantastic in my opinion. So I released this one as well. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll go into more detail. If you have any questions about live betting or hedging or anything like that, DM me and I'll answer any questions the best I can for you. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hit me up on Twitter.